What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Best Damn Sports Report. Yes, you heard it here. We are back, in fact, to talk about sports because uh, sports is back. My friend Garrett is back. Andrew skipped out on us, and he'll be the first to uh, apologize for that. But he he knows that he's uh, welcome back next time we do this. We're going to try to make this more regular, too. So um, for those that don't remember, yeah, my, my main man Garrett is with us. Uh, we're here to talk about a little little football, you know, a little NFL stuff. Um, gonna be kind of like a rapid fire, uh, back and forth. Um, if you guys are watching and have some comments or questions or something, when this video is live, you'll be able to uh, drop some comments on YouTube. Uh, and then you can also leave voice messages uh, for future episodes through Anchor and, and Spotify and stuff. So we'd love to hear you guys get in on this too. It's, it's not just our thing. We, you know, there's a lot of sports fans out there. So Garrett, that was the big intro for you. Tell us what's going on with you right now. What's, what's the COVID update? Yeah. So just, uh, trying to survive, uh, um, down here in South Texas, uh, you know, obviously, yeah. you know, I'm a college golf coach. So, um, yeah. just trying to, uh, you know, just do recruiting practices, all that during, um, COVID has been, been a new challenge in itself. Um, but you know, it's, uh, you know, you find a ways to adapt real fast and, uh, you know, you get things done, whether it's meetings through teams or, um, you know, separating each team that I have up and, and doing smaller groups, but, uh, making it work down here. Um, you know, obviously it's not the most efficient way, but, uh, you know, we're not, we're not, um, planning tournaments this semester. So just kind of using that as kind of like a red shirt semester and, uh, okay. get get things going for the spring. So it, it's been tough. It's been weird, but I um, found ways to make it work, but excited to, to be here and talk some sports with you. So, yeah. So you've had a little uh, extra time on your hands, possibly to keep up to date with football and pretty much everything else that's going on sports wise right now. Right. I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, just uh, okay. a little bit more time on my hands. So I've been able to follow everything a little bit more than I usually do, even though I'm already pretty much a sports nut. So I, I love it. I love it. Um, Let's let's start off right at the top. Uh, we're going best and worst commentators. And uh, on top of commentators, I added in studio personalities as well. So maybe they're not in the booth for the game, mm-hmm. but people that are regularly like on your TV making brash statements or crazy, uh, providing crazy analytics or whatever. Who do you got? Uh, let's start with the best. Let's start off on a high note. Uh, who are some of the best commentators that you like? Yeah, best, best like uh, play-by-play um, game day commentators. Like I go with, with Nance and Romo. I mean, I think that's pretty much okay. a given. Uh, yeah. I've always said if I could like start a team right now, I would probably have Romo be my defense coordinator just because he knows every play that's coming before it happens. I mean, yeah. it's just amazing. Um, I think he's only called a couple Packers games since he's been in the booth, but I remember when he called the Packers Bengals game, like he he knew everything that was about to happen. And it's just yeah, like football knowledge is knowledge is insane. And then Nance, I mean, he's he's good in whatever he does. So um, yeah. I want to also throw in like best best guys always on my TV, Pat McAfee. I mean, that dude's a freaking legend. Um, I love Pat McAfee. I, I live for his <laughs> segments, obviously, with Rogers on there. I mean, you've been able to yeah. see the side of Rogers that you've never seen before, but uh, yeah. he's I mean, every Tuesday, well, every every day I check in with him, but every Tuesday, like, that's my go-to, 11, 11 central time. Just got to have him logged on. But, uh, yeah, yeah. 
I also like a lot of people are not going to have the same opinions I do, but I do like listening to Joe Buck. Um, I know people. I like Joe Buck. I love Joe Buck. I mean, I know I some too. people. Some people think he's like biased. I mean, he is biased towards like Aaron Rodgers. He's got this Rodgers man crush on him, but yeah, um, I like listening to him. A lot of people don't, but uh, he's definitely right up there too. But but Romo takes the cake, I think for sure. Uh, okay, let me ask you this: if uh, if Romo can read defenses and tell you what's coming up like isn't that wouldn't drew Brees be able to just like slice and dice defenses every game i mean he does most more often than not but like aaron Rodgers, you know your guy and like some of these guys i'm like romo can't be the only one that knows when a defense is set up what they're doing you know what i'm saying i think you gotta look at it a different way though because romo's up in the booth he can see the whole the whole field that you know you know when you're like let's say Brees, i mean he's already Sure. So, I mean, it doesn't really help, but, you know, he's not being able to see where every single player is lined up, uh, you know, whether it be, um, you know, Romo might be able to see the, the safety kind of cheating in for a blitz or something. And, and, you know, Breeze might not be able to catch that. So I think just being up in the booth, you, get a, you get a different concept, but um, I think, I think also though, not to kind of go off on a different thing, but I think these quarterbacks don't get enough credit for being able to, to read defenses, call audibles and stuff too. I think that's right. something they'd make it look too easy. And, you know, so we don't, we take it for granted, but I think just being, oh, absolutely up in the booth, you know, gives them a bit huge advantage for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. And I like, uh, I like Joe Buck. I know a lot of people don't, you know, it's kind of weird, like on Twitter and stuff more in the baseball universe, people are like, Oh, Joe Buck sucks. And I'm like, I think he's better at baseball than he is at football. So I'm like, I don't understand the hate with that. Um, sure. He, and he's he's good about letting the game like breathe. You know what I mean? Like in baseball, it's super important to just have those moments be like natural almost. You know what I mean? So I think he does a great job. Aikman, on the other hand, <laughs> dude, that guy, I feel like he's only put on Cowboys games. Like they just want him to announce Cowboys games. And he, I don't I don't know if he really adds a lot. I, he just kind of like said stuff with Joe Buck like nothing that you and I would be able to say to Joe Buck you know like to me, I don't know to me he's like a Collinsworth where he kind of says stuff that's like rant like like you can see already yeah he'll be like, he'll be like well if that guy would have got three more yards he would have got a first down and it's like well like like duh like you know like just yeah. random stuff that like any like even you know like my girlfriend or something can can look at and be like like yeah, yeah, I can see that, you know. <laughs> that, know. That, that was a perfect segue because uh, although he's the Gator and I love Florida, Chris Collinsworth absolutely kills me. He'll yeah. be like, oh, you know, if he would have caught that, that would have been a great catch. And it's yeah. like, well, he didn't catch it. So I don't know. That guy, uh, I love your pick with Jim Nance. I like uh, Romo. I like Kevin Burkhart, although it seems like he's always on like uh, Seahawks games. Uh-huh. He did great in baseball, though, too. He's the studio guy for baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of – I don't always think that being a former player or coach makes you the best, like, either play-by-play guy or studio, like, uh, sports center type guy. Because uh, Rex Ryan, I'll be he's smart, don't get me wrong, but it's like I think he just says stuff to piss people off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of, um, I mean, he thinks about it, but I think it's like calculated. He, he says stuff intentionally to make people mad. Whereas like, I, this guy's kind of like, you're either really hot on him or you're really cold on him. 
I like Colin Coward. I think some of his takes are out of this world. Like the, he's just saying stuff to get ratings or whatever. But some of the stuff I'm like, I can see where he's coming from, you know, and he's, I think he's pretty high on Rogers, isn't he? Most of the time. Yeah. yeah he likes him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, I like Coward as far as a studio guy, but again, it's like, he's not the same as I would, I would much rather listen to like Joe Buck announce a game. I would never want Colin Coward, like in the booth doing play by play. Cause that would just be probably <laughs> annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I think we compiled a pretty good list. There's probably some names we're leaving off for best and also for worst, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I threw down a couple names here that just came to my head. Uh, one yeah. of them, it's going to be a funny reason, but I can't stand listening to Kenny Albert call a game on Fox. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it has yeah. to do with his voice. I mean, it always sounds like he's got like like it's kind of like a Squidward voice to me. I don't know, man. It's and his voice doesn't like fit his body no, doesn't at all and like <laughs> i don't know like hearing him like get pumped for a big play like it just doesn't do it for him and like he does call yeah. all the Tucker's games that aren't big like i think he yeah. called uh, obviously not the thursday night game but the game before and like it just didn't do it for me and then one i was going to say a couple i was just going to say like um sports personalities i guess i can't stand uh booger mcfarland no I don't even know if he's a sports personality. He's just like a guy that used to play football. <laughs> that was him. And then uh, obviously I can't stand Skip Bayless. I mean, I don't know if anybody. Oh, yeah. And then uh, who's the guy on um, that new, that, that get up on ESPN? Is it uh, like Ryan Taylor or no, he used to play for the Steelers. Oh, Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark. There you go. Yeah. 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 I, the other day he was um, spewing, spewing some facts, man. And I, like it wasn't even facts. Like, and I, I remember tweeted something about it. Someone like said that he doesn't even like take his own notes. Like he has like a assistant that like takes his notes for him and he just like reads them off. Like I, I just can't stand it, man. But yeah, there's, that's there's, what I mean. I don't, I don't think there's always like a, just because you have like the pedigree in football that you're good at giving analysis, you know? Right. I agree. Yeah. It's Romo is about the only one that's like kind of made that, that switch like seems so like, I'd say him and like McAfee, but I mean, McAfee being a punter, it didn't really. <laughs> no one, like very few people knew Pat McAfee until he popped for on drug tests or like they thought he popped or whatever, like once. Mm -hmm. And then what do you have to do? You listen to his show. He, sh he shares the story like he had to basically get drug tested every week for like two years or something mm -hmm. like that because he lit a dude up. <laughs> like that's the reason they tested him was because he tackled Trenton Holiday, wasn't it? Yeah, I think like it was Trenton Holiday, and he just like laid him out, like flat backed him. And right after that, they're like, "Ah, oh, punters don't hit like that." <laughs> In his defense, uh, McAfee is a pretty decent sized dude for a punter. Um, <laughs> he is pretty big. You see that every time when he's when he's wearing those cutoffs in his show, and you're just like, he's showing yeah. off the buckles for nothing. But he's a pretty big dude for a punter. I mean, yeah. How about if if you're into a uh, buff punters, uh, Steve Weatherford? You know who that guy is. Mm -hmm. He's kind of like a social media personality, I guess. But mm -hmm. that guy is, I think it was a punter for the Giants when they beat the uh, Patriots okay. in yeah. the Super Bowl. Uh -huh. That guy was, I mean, ripped. Like, he's probably <laughs> the most fit guy on that Giants team. There's, it's crazy. Like, that guy, and he's, he's kind of like sneaking up on McAfee as far as uh, social media and, and interaction and stuff like that. I don't know if he's on Twitter, but maybe. You see McAfee's doing all these uh, like WWE NXT appearances too. And <laughs> he needs to be calling yeah. games. He, he did he did one or two 
I think last year. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like them a lot, but uh, I think honestly, I think like networks are making a mistake by by not going out and getting him. I know he has his own show and like he's on mm-hmm. serious radio, but like, I mean, I wouldn't want ESPN to get him. I mean, obviously, like ESPN's dying, but uh, yeah, dude, some network that could could make a lot of money by getting that guy on their side. Oh yeah, so, oh yeah. I'm a. I know people are again hot or cold on this, but I'm a pretty big fan of Barstool Sports. I'm not like live or die Barstool, mm-hmm. but I listen to a lot of their podcasts, and I think sometimes they're guys that are like just writers or reporters or whatever. Their guys and girls are like they put at least a little bit of like common sense into stuff before they say it. I don't know. It's just like some of these guys, especially on ESPN, it's just like. They're basically like uh, CNN or Fox News of sports. <laughs> they just say stuff just to just to try to get in trending on Twitter or whatever. Yeah, one. Well, it's like, do they even do their research at some point? They're kind of like they're saying stuff to stay stuff, like you said, just to get like someone like like someone get someone fired up, and then it's trending, and then they've done their job. You know, it's it's yeah. like their job exactly. is to give bad takes. You know, to to get the ratings up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, let's switch gears a little bit here. Uh, Sticking with the list theme, let's go top five and, of course, bottom five in the NFL teams. We'll go teams. Uh, I'll let you I'll let you kick it off, whichever you want to go with. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go my top five. Um, I said I was going to maybe just like not really give an order, but um, if I had to, I'll start backwards. Um, Yeah, my three through five are close. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd say number five right now. And you know, there's so many teams that could, could be in or out, uh, but I'd probably put the bills. Uh, okay. I'm high on Allen, Josh Allen, and um, I'm high on that defense. Uh, you know, I think, you know, if they can just, if that defense defense can just stay, you know, above average, like they've been the last three years and, and Allen can just stay more consistent. Cause he's had a couple, one or two games where he's, uh, you know, lacked some consistency, but if he, if he can play mm-hmm. like, he, you know, he, he's played for the majority of the year. I, you know, I can see him going deep, especially in the AFC. I mean, I think the AFC is a little more wide open, I'd say. Uh, yeah, yeah. But we'll get to the other teams, I think, as well. But I think the NFC is just a little more stacked with, you know, better than average teams that, you know, can, mm-hmm. can run even, you know, the, the mediocre teams like the Vikings. We have obviously seen they, they can surprise uh, <laughs> somebody just depending on how the like, Kirk Cousins plays. But, yeah. uh, you know, yep. I definitely say the Bills are five. Um, I put the Seahawks at four. Um, just because they have one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in my life. Um, but with the way Russell Wilson's playing, I mean, you can never, can never, you know, take them out of the, the equation. Um, yeah. I got my, I got my Packers at three. Um, okay. Even being realistic, I, I almost dropped them even down more just because that defense is so bad. Um, yeah. It, you know, especially coming from me, just, you know, I, I get tired of not putting defenses around Rogers his whole career, but mm-hmm. um you know, mm-hmm. if Rogers keeps playing like he, he does and we get healthy, you know, watch out. But we got to put 40 points up a game. That's the problem. So, uh, yeah. I, I got Chiefs at two. Um, okay. And I think this is really close between one and two. But I got Chiefs at two. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes doing what he does, the weapons they have. I mean, we've mm-hmm. talked about that many times. It's oh yeah, notorious at this point. And then the mm-hmm. Steelers at one. Um, obviously, they had their hands full with the Cowboys this weekend. But that defense is, is stupid good. And, uh, you know, they got so many weapons with Juju, Claypool. Deontay Johnson and now, you know, yeah. Benny Snell at running back and James Conner. I mean, they, they got the weapons, man. And, and they're scary. Like going into the year, I heard good things about him and I wasn't really sold on him until I kind of mm-hmm. got to play a couple of times and that defense is scary. So, um, yeah, 
And then I, you know, I left, obviously I left out the Ravens. I left out the Bucks. I left out the Saints, you know, could interchange them any week with the Bills, but uh, that's why I'm just saying Bucks, Saints, Seahawks, Packers. I just feel the NFC is, you know, um, more loaded, I guess. You know, you got mid-tier teams like yeah. Chicago and stuff that could do damage too, so. Yeah, yep. I like it. I like all your uh, top five there. Minus the Seahawks, and not because I'm an anti-Seahawk fan or anything, but I think you did uh, leave out the Saints. I think the Saints are – just coming into it, and especially when they get Taysom Hill rolling, I don't know what it is about that guy. Yeah, I, Sean Payton obviously likes him for some reason, and the fact that he's throwing the ball, catching the ball, running the ball—I don't know. I don't know if he's their next quarterback when Drew Brees decides to retire. I don't know. The Saints' defense is—I—I I think good, but they're like middle of the pack good, like maybe like. Uh, between 10 and 15 and I think maybe that can carry you for you know there's a lot of teams that like either their offense is really good and their defense sucks or their defense is really good and their offense sucks I -hmm. think the Saints have a good balance they're not gonna like blow your doors off most nights uh the Buccaneers could probably say otherwise but um I don't I I think they're just kind of middle of the pack as far as consistency there you kind of know what you're getting when they they roll their offense out there as long as Michael Thomas is playing uh and then defense it's same thing they're they're gonna bring pressure nine times out of ten but Mm -hmm. you know you know that you're gonna get a couple sacks from Cam Jordan or someone like that so right I like Bills at five Saints four uh Packers at three I think everyone thought Rogers was going to regress and it's like, dude, that guy's just, he's playing for every dollar that he signed that contract for. Yeah. Uh, especially with, uh, and Andrew, our friend, um, he's actually uh, recovering from COVID right now. So hopefully wishing him a speedy recovery, but he is a big time Eagles fan. And he's always like, Oh, Carson Wentz doesn't have any weapons. You know, Wentz would be a much better player without, you know, with weapons and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, name the, besides like Donald Driver, uh, who else, who else was the receiver for the um, Packers with Driver? You got Donald Driver, Jordy. um, Jordy, there we go, Jordy. Uh, I always forget Greg Jennings, there we go. I always forget Greg Jennings, but I mean, over the years, he's, he's kind of like made these guys weapons. You know what I mean? Like, do you think Jordy... I mean, obviously it was the end of his career and he went to Oakland or whatever, but I don't know if there's another quarterback in the league right now that could have made Jordy the player he was in Green Bay. I'll go this far, not to cut you off, but look at what James Jones did. Yeah. Was was an above average wide receiver in Green Bay, goes to the Raiders and made a stop somewhere in between where he got cut, maybe the Giants. I think it was the Giants or like Minnesota or something. Yeah, and then – could make him we had Jordy go down we go and we get him and he I think he leads the league with 14 touchdowns that next year and I mean yeah nothing against James Jones but he wasn't like a, a baller of an athlete I mean he's slower than molasses I mean he probably yeah. ran like a four six and yeah I mean Rogers like I mean there's a couple of throws that Rogers just I mean he makes James Jones look good because he just puts it right there yeah same thing now I mean Devontae Adams not that he's not athletic because he's a freak athlete but mm-hmm. what he had last game he had like 14 catches or something yeah, and then the one before, he had, like, 11 with, like, three touchdowns. Yeah, like, it's just Aaron Rodgers finds his guy and then just turns him into mm-hmm. – you know, he turns a caterpillar into a butterfly, basically. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. 
it's yeah so they're definitely number three right now i think they could climb um i i kind of flip-flopped your one and two also uh i think pittsburgh showed some vulnerability uh offensively because obviously if big ben gets hurt they're toast because mason rudolph is hot garbage yeah um they're actually probably better off putting in uh i, I don't even know if he's still on the team uh duck hodges i know mcafee's big in duck hodges but uh yeah because mason rudolph anytime he, he goes under center he just looks like he doesn't know what's going on and it's like as the backup quarterback you should probably know at least what's going on um mm-hmm. but big ben in there just like just like aaron Rodgers gives green bay a, a puncher's chance every single time um big ben doesn't have to have flashy numbers but he always puts up that play like in crunch time that you're like holy crap how do you make that throw like and he's thrown to james washington or, or chase claypool or uh juju or i know i'm missing somebody but uh he's got so many weapons that it's just like dang dude i think the one thing that separates their offense uh right now from the chiefs offense is the chiefs get a little bit more run production maybe it's not consistent from edwards Hilaire, but uh mm-hmm. james connor's kind of like again you know what you're gonna get from him uh they give him i feel like they give him like a pitch count they're like all right you're you're playing right you know 50 snaps you're gonna get 16 carries you're gonna get they like know what they're getting out of him so they go out and keep drafting like the chase claypools and and the james washington's and stuff you know so uh and then the wife's a kansas city fan so i'm i guess i am biased but uh she was talking we were down at uh, the in-laws house uh this weekend and we watched the game and she was like oh you know oh and and other people in the place were like oh Mahomes isn't having that great a game and it's sad that we say that because he threw for like 380 yards uh what do you have three touchdowns I think he did with four honestly did he have a fourth one yeah Yeah, so 380 yards four touchdowns no picks and they were like oh that's a down game you know like it's just crazy that the he's he's like elevated people's expectations to such a height that it's like dude if he doesn't have 400 yards in a game it's a waste granted they almost did lose to carolina uh but i think mccaffrey makes a huge difference in that lineup uh if if mccaffrey's not playing that wouldn't have been close yeah um so it was crazy though i was like I was like kind of stoked to see them try a game winning like 70 yard field goal. Yep. <laughs> I was like, okay, that'd be, that'd be pretty crazy. If they the hit, leg, what dude. was it? 68 or something like that. Yeah, and he had the leg. I mean, granted he missed it 20 yards, right. But it looked like yeah. it had the distance. And I'm like, I think if they yeah, could have got I, like, if they could have got like four or five extra yards, I mean, 63, obviously that's been done before, but I mean, I think he wouldn't have had to like put everything into it and, yeah. Kept more online, but he i think he would have had the, the yardage and speaking of buff kickers i don't even know that guy's name but that guy's buff for carolina something his sly. arms don't even fit in his jersey something sly johnny sly or i just i, I don't know but never heard i of don't him know man yeah but he's got a leg yeah. uh that's what's i think holding the chiefs back honestly if they get in these shootouts like butker's been inconsistent this year um <laughs> But that's always been the, like Chiefs Achilles heel. Remember they had Cairo Santos for a while. Then they had a uh, what's the what's the guy's name down in? Uh, I think Santos is kicking for Tennessee now, isn't he? I don't uh, remember. Guskowski's for Tennessee. Oh, Guskowski, that's right. Yeah. Who is Santos? Is 
kicking for someone. I don't someone. remember. And then who was the kicker right after uh, Santos? Uh, I don't remember, but they're all like. Yeah, they never had that get, kicker. You yeah. get like 75% of their kicks and they're mm-hmm. like 50 and in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if they're further than 50, you're like, oh, this is probably going to miss. But Which was crazy because um, he had that game earlier in the year. Uh, I can't remember who it was against, but he nailed the one. And mm-hmm. it, like a penalty or something. And then the next one was a timeout. And then he nails a third one. And you're like, okay, yeah. like this dude is legit. And then like the last three weeks, he's been missing extra points and extra points and all kinds of stuff. And once it gets closer to playoffs, like extra points, you're gonna make a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, you know, 50 and over, there's going to be 53, yeah. 55, 58 yard kicks that might win or lose the game, you know? So yep. That's where I'm at. Uh, did we go bottom of the NFL? Do we even want to oh, talk about the bottom of the NFL? But it's pretty bad. We can rush by it. I'll let, I'll let you go first since I did top five. Yeah, so uh, obviously the worst is the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to dive too deep into that because I might touch on the Jets on one of our other uh, subjects here a little bit okay. later. Okay. Uh, Giants, I think, are pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so the state of New York minus the Bills is um, the bottom two teams. Yep. Um, honestly, the Vikings are not good unless – Dalvin Cook gets rolling. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if if Dalvin Cook doesn't have four, 30 carries and uh, 200 yards, the Vikings aren't going to win the game. Exactly. <laughs> um, who else did I have? Um, there's a lot of, like, middling teams. I don't think the Bengals are that good. There's a lot of hope for Burrow. Uh, mm-hmm. But the Bengals as a whole are just rebuilding. I think they're promising, but they're still, like, bottom five um and then i'm gonna go off on on a little bit of a limb here uh they currently i believe have a winning record but i think they're they're phonies um the bears that offense is i think maybe one of the worst statistical offenses ever and it doesn't matter i've been a big trubisky defender i've i think in our last time that we that we talked i was defending trubisky and he goes out, you know, Nick Foles is just hot garbage and he goes out, Trubisky throws like one pass and injures his shoulder. I don't even know. I, I think Kyle Sloter is their third string quarterback. Don't yeah. mark me on that, but yeah, someone that can move would probably be best because their offensive line is bad. Aside from Allen Robinson, they don't really have any weapons. They got guys punching guys in the face for no reason. Uh, <laughs> The number one Bears fantasy player uh, outside the quarterbacks, I think, is something like Darnell Mooney or something. Yeah, yeah the rookie wide receiver. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck, dude? They're just a bunch of like ragtag. There's nothing too exciting about them. I like David Montgomery, but I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna like a feature back. No. It's crazy that they got rid of honestly Jordan Howard, because mm-hmm. I understand Jordan Howard is getting up there in age, but like Jordan Howard literally has done nothing to lose his job and he keeps losing his job wherever he goes. And it's like, I don't get it. That guy is the thousand yard rusher. Right. Uh, he can receive, you know, he's pretty good at the swing plays. And if he gets out in the space, he can, but I think he's buried on the depth chart in Miami now. Well, yeah. Cause you know, he, so he lost it to what Kenyon Drake. And then obviously Drake got traded and then, uh, Who's it now? Uh, 
Gaskin uh, for a little bit. I don't know if it's still Miles, here or not. Miles Gaskin and Matt Breda is down there from San yeah. Francisco last so year. Like a, Matt Breda is like, down there. You know, he could be yeah. a, he could definitely be an easy number two anywhere he goes. I mean, yeah. Well, not, I mean, why why can't he be like the Latavius Murray to an Alvin Kamara? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Latavius I mean, Murray and Jordan Howard are super comparable. So I don't yeah. know why Howard keeps losing starting gigs. He must be. He reminds me of like a Chase Edmonds for Arizona. Just like, yeah. you know, give you 10 carries if you need it. Uh, big in the screen game. Uh, yeah. Out in the flat. Yeah. I, I don't get it, but we're not coaches. It's, so maybe they know I, something we maybe, don't know. Maybe he just like doesn't go to practice or something. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that's, we're going to start rumors here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing on the Bears offense that's like, oh, man, we got to double, you know, you don't even have to double Allen Robinson. I don't think he's even a top 10 receiver. No. Um, but he's their featured player, and it's like, are you kidding me? I think Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. No. No. But I heard a stat the other day that uh, they were, like, making an argument for Kelsey as MVP, and they said, do you know who the number two – statistical tight end is and you know people were throwing out names like zachers before he got hurt or or uh kittle or anyone jimmy graham is number two as far as like statistical like tight end stats this year and i'm like what like catches and he has had a few touchdowns i know that um just because down in the red zone when they do get there which is rarely yeah I mean, they don't really have a weapon because they're already focusing on, on Allen Robinson, you know, because they don't have yeah. a number two guy. I mean, they hardly have a number one. Um, so I, I've seen a couple touchdown catches out of Graham, but yeah, uh, it must be a down year for tight ends if, if Jimmy Graham is number two. Yeah, I know. Uh, Kittle getting hurt doesn't help. Um, but I think it's and, – and the Bears have kind of screwed themselves because now what do they have? They're like five and four. They're not even going to get a good tra- a draft pick. I mean – they can't draft a quarterback. Who are they oh. going to get? Uh, you know, right now they're sitting at what, like the thirteenth or fourteenth pick. Who are they going to get at fourteen? <laughs> well, now you got Foles' contract on there, which I mean, I guess, like, I don't remember if uh, Jacksonville took any of the contract, but either way, you're paying him way too much to not start him. I mean, that's way too which, much. It was a mistake at the beginning. I mean, if you needed a quarterback like that, like, obviously he's not playing that well, but go get Cam Newton on uh, on a one year contract and then restart. Yeah. Re- I mean, it was that was a terrible trade to begin with. Yeah, well, it was it was a terrible signing by Jacksonville, and the fact that they got out from underneath that contract is baffling. Yeah. What they sign him for? It was like a four-year, eighty million dollar deal or yeah. something. Yeah, it was, and a lot of it guaranteed too. And I'm like, like holy crap! Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. What did he play? One game in Jacksonville, broke his collarbone. Yeah, he didn't even make it through one game, and Minshew came in and never looked back until yeah. now. He didn't even start, so. I like the kid from Oregon State, man. We watched him at Oregon State last year when they were at WSU. Uh, he went to U of I, too. He's a U of I grad, and he grad transferred to Oregon State. He's a sixth-round pick, so there's not, like, real high expectations on him. But you know who else was a sixth-round pick? I'm just saying. Tom Brady. <laughs> but if you look at it, like, obviously you have, like, your quarterbacks that, you know, get drafted number one overall, like Luck, obviously Burrow now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then obviously Trevor Lawrence coming up that are going to be good, but your better quarterbacks are usually taken. Yeah. Second, third, fourth round, late first, you know, Bridgewater, Rogers, mm-hmm. obviously, Russell Wilson. I Russell mean, Wilson. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously you've got your guys like every once in a while, like Trevor Lawrence, who come along and you can't pass it up. But I think teams just get too fall in love with these guys that people call yeah. no doubt, no doubt guys. And, yeah. you know, you look at guys like Jameis Winston, Mariota. I mean, that's Trubisky. I mean, when you could have yeah. taken homes, I mean, obviously you don't know the future at that point, but these guys just get so invested on, on these guys and, and they get stuck with those bigger contracts too, you know? Yeah. I think Trubisky, is he in a fourth, fourth year? Is this his fourth year or third I year? That, I think it was his fourth because I think we're talking about how bad he was last year in his, in his third year because he had a good sophomore year, right? I don't remember. I know his rookie year, they were like 12 and 4. I got in a, I think you put something up about quarterbacks on Twitter and I said something. And I said something about Trubisky being 12 and 4 and some guy came back and shared with me and was like. And his defense. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's only his defense. And I'm like doesn't matter man like he's a quarterback and he put up good numbers and they went to the playoffs not all rookie quarterbacks can say that you know no. so but um we we segued right into it jacksonville's in my one of my other bottom five um mm -hmm. i can't even name an offensive weapon for that i have oddly enough i can i guess i have james robinson the running back in fantasy and he's lighted up uh but i think it's because they give him 25 30 carries a game <laughs> You know, he's like one of those, he's one of those like 25 carries, 90 yards and like a touchdown. So in fantasy, it's great because you get, you know, like per carry points and whatever else. But uh, yeah, it's, it's nuts. Uh, I, they don't have any weapons. I don't know if Gardner's the answer. I don't know if Jake Luton or whatever Luton is his name. Uh, I don't know if he's the answer. I say bring Tebow in. Sign him. Could be Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, let me ask you this. If Trevor Lawrence is smart, does he uh, take advantage of this free year, basically, at Clemson? Because I don't think they're going to win a national title this year. Does he declare for the draft, or does he go back and try to win a national title at Clemson? See, I, I argued this on – I didn't argue it, but on Twitter someone said – or I, I made a post saying, you know, that Trevor Lawrence was the Jets' biggest fan on yeah. Monday night. And With Flacco, yeah. I think if if the Jets are number one, there's no way I go out. There's no way because they do not know how to develop talent. Tell me one guy that's 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 been drafted by the Jets that's been like a stud. Even their their number two guy from two three years ago, Quinnen Williams. I mean, yeah. he's decent, but he's never he, you know he's never been what. So if the Jets are one, I say no. If it's someone like the Jags or. And, and I have this team in my bottom five as well, but even someone like the Falcons. Oh, yeah. I'm going, but it, if the Jets, I'm going to be like, I saw someone that's, you know, I saw someone post a little meme that's like, Trevor Lawrence, if the Jets get the next five draft picks and he's like wearing a doctor suit, like if the Jets are ever number one, I'm not yeah. going. Because yeah. like they're going to kill your career. If I don't know why Adam Gase is still there. It's, that's just the worst play. Like I would rather. I'd rather go back to Clemson and go like 0-12 before I went to the Jets. I don't know. It's Yeah. It's I don't know if he's, you know, I, I think I keep hearing people say, oh, he's going to do what Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers did on draft night and demand a trade or whatever. And I'm like, that wouldn't even make sense. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe it does. Maybe he can like parlay his college career. I, if the Jets are one, I say no. If yeah. like the Giants are one, I don't know, but you know, like that might be a better organization to be part of. Uh, mm -hmm. Jacksonville, I think, would be good. I think they 
they need more than a quarterback. They're more than a quarterback away. Atlanta would be pretty awesome, actually, because Matt, Matt Ryan's not bad. He's what? Three years removed from an MVP? Four years removed? Yep. You know, and he might be a good a good mentor for someone like Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least there are some weapons in Atlanta, you know? Right. So um, I think, yeah. Have you, did we get you a chance to go through all, all of your five? Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I had a couple, same as you, Jags, Jets, um, Giants. I mean, that's probably anybody could put that down. Um, yeah. I don't think the Giants are ready to give up on Daniel Jones, but it's getting pretty close because all he does is turn the ball over. Um, He's just reckless, I think, because he went to Duke and he had David Cutcliffe. Uh, you know who else David Cutcliffe coached in college? Eli Manning. And you know who else turned the ball over a lot? Eli Manning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so Eli Manning also got you two Super Bowls. So, but there's something <laughs> that Eli came from yeah. a little better background of a football family, you know, so right. he, he had way more talent. I think my honest opinion, I think the Giants moved on too soon. Yeah. I, I would like to see Eli for maybe another year if Eli was up for it. I, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you're not going to get a 12 and four season out of Eli, but you might get a seven and nine season and, and still I mean, shoot. That would have won the NFC East this year. So yeah. Um, I think it's a race to seven wins for the NFC East. Whoever gets seven first. Um, But I had those three. I threw in a couple that, I mean, you talk about Chicago. I don't have them in my bottom five, but I think they're pretenders. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Um, Yeah. One I threw down here that I don't think are in my top five, just outside Washington, but I'm excited for them because I love Coach Rivera out there. I think that's another place if Trevor Lawrence fell to, wouldn't Mm -hmm. be a bad spot. Um, but then I also threw in Houston, um, which okay. is sad. I love Deshaun Watson, and I think Bill O'Brien just screwed that team over. I mean, I think I mean, he did it on purpose. <laughs> uh, and then got out of there, yeah. And then um, yeah. I threw the Falcons in, and I'll touch base a little bit more about Matt Ryan later, which you probably know where I'm going with that. But um, yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, they have so many weapons there on offense uh, Ridley, uh, Julio. Uh, obviously, they got rid of Hooper, but they brought another good tight end, and I can't remember, Aiden Hurst. Maybe. Uh, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, but I think so. There's a lot of weapons there, and um, it's just a shame that they're so bad. I mean, they're, they're three or four close wins, you know, where they were 99.7 chance of winning, and they lost it that away from having a winning record. But um, yeah. they're just good. I don't know if they need some different ownership, different top-of-the-office top changes, but uh, yeah. those are my five for sure. I like it. I like it. Should we move on? Yeah, let's do it. Moving on to uh, let's do a little uh, gambling talk here. So over under uh, 25% chance Mahomes wins not only the regular season MVP, but Super Bowl MVP as well. What do you what say you? Uh, and you put it at 25%, correct? 25%. Well, I was going to say over until you threw a Super Bowl thing at me. Um, yeah, so both in one year. I'd say over for we're talking about regular season. Now, okay. 25% chance with the Super Bowl, I would say under, um, just because okay. now he has more challenge in the AFC. I mean, he's not going to be yeah. going against Tennessee in the AFC championship game. You know, he's got he's got to go up against the Steelers defense. And then if yeah. he gets, gets to the Super Bowl, whether he's playing – I mean, if he's playing the Packers or the Seahawks, he might throw 15 touchdowns. But mm-hmm. uh, I was going to say over, but now with you throwing the Super Bowl in, I'm going to say under, but – uh, okay. Okay. Let's just, let's just walk it back a little bit. How about just regular season MVP? I say over on 25%, but it's going to be difficult just because this okay. year quarterbacks are playing outrageous. Um, mm-hmm. you got Russell Wilson who kind of killed his, his chance, a little bit of his chances this weekend having what four turnovers. 
Um, yeah. But then you got Rodgers playing out of his mind. I mean, Rodgers yeah. is already two touchdowns shy of his touchdown pace last year. Yeah. Um, and then you get your dark horse, Josh Allen, who I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if he can you know, stay away from those inconsistent games, the issue is going to come down to is who, who has less amount of like two interception games, which I mm-hmm. think that leaves, that honestly leaves no disrespect to Russell Wilson, but he can throw quite a few picks here and there. So I think that comes down to Rodgers and Mahomes, honestly, battling out for yeah. that at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's funny. I, I, we touched on it earlier. You know, people are that yesterday or last week we're watching the game and saying Mahomes had an off game. It's like, dude, he was 36 of 49 for, uh, I don't know the exact stats, 385 and four touchdowns, no picks. And that's an sure. off game. You know, people are just, I don't want to say that the, the people have moved on from him, but it's like, they expect perfection every time he plays. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if he just has one off game, I think it could throw him out of the race. Uh, I often wonder, um, if, if Russell Wilson can sustain all season, the running around that he's doing, he's getting out of the pocket. He's, he's trying to create plays with his legs, you know, and it's like, dude, eventually the gas is going to wear out. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if he can, and his defense isn't going to help him at all. So I think he's got a little more weight on his shoulders. And I, I do think Josh Allen's a dark horse, um, you know, and he's kind of doing it with, what Stefan Diggs, um, but one of his favorite targets actually is Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole Beasley's had double-digit receptions in like two games this year. Yeah, he's good. Uh, that's unreal. That uh, I don't know if he's just dinking and dunking it to Cole Beasley. That's kind of what Cole Beasley's been his whole career. But um, it's wild if he can find some consistency and in the moments when he gets a little rattled, if he can just find those rhythm throws again, I think Josh Allen, if, if the bills defense can step up, you know, come playoff time, I think it's, he's a real dark horse. So. Well, and I'll say this too. I think, I think with Mahomes and, and like you touched base, I think he set the bar so high that he's yeah. hurt himself. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he's not going out there and throwing, you know, if he goes out there and throws two touchdowns, 240 yards wins a game, but you know, doesn't have insane numbers, he's going to go down, even though he hasn't done anything to hurt himself. You know, you know, I think the media built him up so high, which, you know, no doubt in them, or no problem of theirs because they, I mean, look at the way he played. I mean, the one year, what do you have? How many touchdowns? 50? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just absurd. And in his first full year as a starter, I mean, he set the bar so high that if he doesn't go out there and go 400 for four touchdowns, no picks, it looks bad. And, and I think he's kind of gotten on the level of Rodgers now to like, you know, you heard the, the Rodgers quote, quote with McAfee when he said, you know, like my down years are better than others. Good years. You know, he's kind of, Mahomes oh, yeah. is getting, you know, Mahomes is already, if we end the season right now, Mahomes season would look as good as anybody else's best season over 16 games. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair to say, even like Rodgers is sitting at 24 touchdowns with two picks. That's a hell of a season. And mm-hmm. we're eight games in. Yeah. I mean, these guys are on an absurd paces where we might look at the end of the season and, Mahomes might have 50 touchdowns. Rodgers might have 49. And, and it's like, just give it the bullet at that point. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, if you were starting a franchise right now, your GM, president, whatever, uh, who's one player that you're, you're going for? It could be a current college player, maybe like a Trevor Lawrence, or it could be someone that's established and, and in the league and you know you, they can carry your team. Who are you going for? Well, 
the the ideal player I look for is a prime Aaron Rodgers, and there's only one per- person playing like that right now, and that's Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. As much as I'd like to say Rodgers, I mean, he's got probably what four years left in him. Hope, I mean, four I hope or five. They're all green, yeah. They're all good. I hope they're all in Green Bay, but I have a feeling they're not going to be. Um, yeah. But that, but that's what I'm looking for. Prime, you know, prime Aaron Rodgers years, and, and in those years he was throwing, you know, five interceptions most all season, and and that's the way Mahomes going. You know, I always I always mm-hmm. say when they say, "Oh, like look at this pass Mahomes did," like it's insane. But but Rodgers was doing it before him, you know. And I'm I'm yeah. not here to hype up Rodgers, but I'm just saying like. Mahomes is like Rodgers on steroids. You know, if he yeah. keeps going the pace that he's going, like there's no reason he's not going to be the best to ever play. And I truly believe that. I mean, he's doing things we've never seen. We've seen, but we've never seen this early in a career. I mean, mm-hmm. he's doing he's doing what Rodgers did in his seventh year in his third year. Yeah. And so obviously it'd be Mahomes. I mean, there's no question. If I had to pick a second or third, it'd either be Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Um, if I had to pick one defensive player, probably going Aaron Donald. Um, yeah. An absolute beast. I mean, maybe like a Leo Mack, he's kind of been off a little bit as well, but, you know, um, it, there's no doubt it'd be Patrick Holmes. It's easy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, dark horse for this one, though. Let me throw you a name. Uh, how about Kyler Murray? Young, mobile. Uh, he's already kind of shown that he can carry a team down a field in, in a two-minute drive. Um, he is a little bit errant with some passes right now but i mean as any young quarterback is um yeah i think kyler murray would be a dark horse but i mean right now as it stands mahomes would be your first choice for sure i i want to see what kyler does in his first big game that's what i want to see i think that's where that's where we can officially like put him in that tier of you know great or elite yeah just you know average right now because I, he's better than average. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like he hasn't played in that big. Yeah, he had that win over Seattle the other night, but yeah, um, he hasn't played in that big game. Obviously, he won't until he gets into the playoff, which will probably be this year, hopefully. But True. that's when I'll officially, you know, look at be like, you know, he might be the real deal. I mean, look at who he's got thrown to as well. I'm not taking anything away from him, but you know, he got Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenyon Drake out of the backfield. I mean, he's got a lot of weapons. I'm not taking anything oh, yeah. from him. He's in a good position as well. With an offensive-minded coach. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of coaches, coach on the hot seat, who's your guy that uh, could be finding a job before the season's end? Usually I, I think coaches should be given two, three years. Um, mm-hmm. and, and besides the obvious, like Adam Gase, I'm not going to go there. I mean, that's, that's yeah. obvious. That's um, a I, think, fruit. <laughs> I think it's my former Packers head coach, Mike McCarthy. Okay. I think, yeah. And I told all the Cowboys fans when they hired him, I said, y'all are going to regret it. I saw it in Green Bay. He's very conservative. He's never – doesn't have any emotion on the sidelines. He's got the same old, you know, dumb, blank face the whole game. Yeah. Uh, doesn't seem like he'd be one to kind of go at bat for his players. Um, and, and, you know, you already heard the stuff come out of the, the locker room with the players yeah. not really respecting him or anything. I, It was a dumb hire from the start. Um, mm-hmm. I know they had the injury, obviously, of Dak Prescott and then obviously Andy Dalton as well. Yeah. But I just, I just don't see it being a good fit. Never, never did. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. you know, he was just going to be average there, and you know he hasn't even met those expectations. So I think, I think he's, he might not be obviously the first to go. He might not even go this year, but I think they need him out sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. That's a good call. Um, let me throw this one out. I already know what your answer is going to be, but uh. How about Mike Zimmer? 
What do you think uh, Zimmer in Minnesota is going to – I mean, I, they guaranteed Kirk Cousins a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, they basically gave away Stephon Diggs for virtually nothing. Uh, they got a good bag of chips or something for him. Um, and he hasn't drafted well aside from Dalvin Cook. Um, he hasn't really done a whole lot. And if they only win – less than five games this year five games if that's the threshold that's that's pretty low for minnesota don't you think yeah i mean my answer is keep them because i like them being mediocre <laughs> but I, think, I don't even know if mediocre is like i said earlier if Dalvin I mean, Cook did, doesn't get cooking they're they're bad <laughs> they did take us out the other night but i mean that was be, i mean kirk cousins threw like seven passes i mean it wasn't because of yeah because our run defense is so bad but yeah. i think he should have been out before last year um, and he's a defensive-minded coach, and the yeah. league's going offense now. You know, yeah. It it they need to he needs to go to a defensive role somewhere, um, and they need to bring an offensive, you know, minded guy, whether it be a college guy or even you know, look at Carolina's coach Matt Rule, who came from Baylor, who I thought was kind of a questionable hire, but he's an offensive-minded coach. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just the way the often the the league's going. I mean, Green Bay yeah. got it with Lafleur, and you know they. If you don't have an offensive coach, you're kind of kind of falling, falling behind at this point. Yeah. Let me throw this one at you for a – let's just say Zimmer uh, gets told to pack his bags. What do you think Dabo Sweeney in the NFL? What do you think he'd take a Minnesota gig? you think the, like, the parts? I like it simply just because, like, if you look on the sidelines in the games, or like, he hypes his players up so much. Like, he's, yeah. like he, he's the type of guy that, like – like something happens to him, you're gonna to go to battle for him. I mean, like he's oh yeah, like he, he, he seems like he'd be your best friend, you know. And sometimes I can hurt a guy, but like, but yeah. like he hypes you, hypes you up. Like he's like he's 100 behind every player he has. Like it feels like he's he believes in you whether you're the seven string running back or you know Trevor Lawrence. And he's kind of got like Pete Carroll vibes, you know yeah. how Pete Carroll's just stoked all the time on the sideline. And sometimes you're a Pete Carroll fan, but sometimes you look at Pete Carroll too and like. He's like chomping on his gum and like he looks he looks annoying and stuff, but like you gotta sit there and you gotta be like, like this dude's always happy. And like if you've given off that vibe, I mean it's just like in life too. If you're around positive people all the time, you're gonna get good results. And yeah, yeah, someone yeah. someone like him, um, you know, it's just offensive minded. It, it's gotta be an offensive minded coach going forward. I Cliff Cliff Kingsbury in, in Arizona, I, I didn't know about that hire right off because I mean no NFL experience. And then comes in and right away makes a difference. It's mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love it. Take a chance. Why not? I, I get tired of I, I told someone the other day in the NBA, I get tired of like NBA just recycling the coaches. Like it seems oh, like one guy gets man. fired. One guy gets fired and then he jumps over to the other team that's trying to to rebuild. And it's like, well, he didn't make it happen here. Like, yeah. like who was uh Ty Lue got hired again? And I'm like, like oh, I give I people a chance. Like I know what I love about the NFL is sometimes they do, but most of the time you see an offensive coordinator from another team get his chance, or you see yep. like college coaches. And I, I just wish there was more risk taking. What's what's it going to yeah. hurt? You're already mediocre. You're True. Probably not going to get worse. Just take a gamble. True. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, all right, we'll put the quotes on this one. Franchise quarterback on the hot seat. Who you got? Well, I mentioned him earlier. I think it's Matt Ryan. Um, and, and no okay. fault to him. Um, their defense has been terrible. Um, yep. But he's had the weapons. Um, 
and you know I watched the game earlier this year obviously against the Packers and it just looks like he's falling off a little bit he's I mean obviously he's getting older but you know his you know you could you know you see Breeze get older and his game falls off a little bit but not enough to to make a huge difference and I just think Matt Ryan's falling off a lot especially with Julio Jones on one side um, yeah. Ridley on the other um, always had good, decent tight end play pretty decent running back play um, you know obviously they could put some more weapons on the defense but I just think the Falcons keep losing, they might be going quarterback in the draft. And I'm not saying Matt Ryan's going to be bold right away, but I think beginning of season next year, maybe mid season, he could be, he could be done. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's fair. Um, I went, you know, I kind of kicked the tires on a couple guys, actually. Uh, Jimmy G Mm -hmm. he's so injury prone, but I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think San Francisco guaranteed him like, 126 million dollars something like that yeah it was a it was a big contract for sure so i don't think i I mean regardless of if he's actually under center or just holding a clipboard on the sideline i think he's a niner until that contract runs out uh the other guy i kicked around the tires on uh but kind of ran into the same roadblock kirk cousins he is fully guaranteed contract yep and what is the best record he's had in the nfl He's, I think he went like 10 and six in Washington one year. Yeah, I was going to say 10 nine and, and seven. Yeah. 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 Like 10 and six or nine and seven. But since then it's like, he hasn't done much. He's like a, you always just get that feel like he's an eight and eight guy. Yeah. Like a yeah. seven and nine guy. He'd fit well in Dallas. Let's just put it that way. Eight and eight. I mean, kind yeah. of quarterback play. Yeah. He's, they guaranteed him what a three year, 90 million fully guaranteed deal. I believe it was. And yeah. Stupid. But one good year. Yeah. Yeah. It's very But who I actually went with is a little bit surprising. Uh, I'm glad Andrew's not on the talk with us. (laughs) Yeah. I think Philly needs to move on from Carson Wentz. Agreed. He too is injury prone. The thing that puts him more so on the hot seat than any of the previous two guys I I, um, alluded to, he doesn't have that enormous contract uh i think it's easier for philly to move out from underneath his contract than it would be for minnesota to move out from kirk cousins um i don't think carson wentz is a terrible quarterback i just don't think that there was a i don't remember who it was espn or fox sports or something said like carson wentz will never be donovan McNabb, and i'm like if philly's trying to Donovan McNabb didn't do much. I mean, like statistically, yes, but did he ever win a big game? I mean, did he ever? Nope. He never did anything in the playoffs. Right. Like, I don't. I mean, maybe that's a hot take, but Carson if that's, Wentz, line, if that's your line where you're drawn, like he'll never be. Like, you need to raise the bar higher than that. That's what I'm saying. Yes, like Donovan McNabb like, in today's NFL would be like a middle tier guy. He gives me Kirk Cousin vibes. That's like saying. <laughs> That's like saying Kirk Cousins will never be Dante Culpepper. I mean, yeah. Well, like you got, <laughs> you got to raise the bar there. I mean, well, man, there will not be any Culpepper slander on this podcast. <laughs> I love Culpepper because you know what? He actually gave the Vikings a chance. Honestly, because he, he took risks. But he did. He did. No, but honestly, Carson Wentz. Like this goes back to oh well, he hasn't had the weapons and. You know, he he was the MVP in 2017 until he got hurt and didn't win the MVP. And Aaron Rodgers, he's won an MVP, right? 
He's never had weapons aside from like one spotlight guy that he maybe builds that relationship with in camp or in uh, preseason or whatever. Run game is atrocious in Philly. I don't care who's running the ball. Uh, Jordan Howard, I think, was last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then Miles Sanders. uh, He's been injury prone. They've got, I don't even know who anymore. Or something, right? Bernard Scott. Yeah. And, like I mean, and Darren Sproles was never like a true running back. He was always that like scat back that you just threw screen passes and stuff too. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers can win an MVP and a Super Bowl, mind you, with one weapon, Carson Wentz could find somebody to, I mean, I don't think Alshon Jeffrey was ever that good. He, yeah. he had like one good season in Chicago and turned that into a fat contract. Yep. Uh, Zach Ertz could be super good, but I don't think Zach Ertz and Carson Wentz get along. Uh, there's been rumblings, I guess. Um, he's got to pick someone as his favorite target, right? Like I understand there's a lot of turnover, but there's guys that have been on the team for a handful of years that he still is just like, nah, you know, if in case of emergency, we'll throw to him or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's just like, like you're saying, I mean, like in green Bay, you know, even when when Rodgers won the Super Bowl, they had Greg Jennings playing as prime, which mm-hmm. is another case of him going to Minnesota and being terrible. So how much did Rodgers make him good? But, yeah. you know, you had Donald Driver, who was at the very end of his career. Yeah. Very – Donald Driver was my favorite player of all time, but was very mediocre at the end of his career, which is fine. His legs were mm-hmm. done. Jordy yeah. Nelson, who was a rookie and was dropping every pass thrown to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, they then, put hot hands on his gloves there. Yeah, so like you said, Rodney can have two MVPs, Super Bowl MVP, and then like this year, like I'm actually excited about our weapons this year, and they're not even like, besides Devonta Adams, who do we have? You know, you have like Robert Tunyon, who no one's ever heard of before this year, and I mean, I wasn't high on going into the year. I thought he could be cut. And then you yeah. got Alan Lazard, you know, yeah. who undrafted, you know, and then you got MVS, who drops every other pass thrown to him. Yeah. You know, but he's he still gets it done and understand like, yeah, he's got one of the better running backs behind him in Aaron Jones, but even he's been out for a couple of games. Alan mm-hmm. Lazard's been out for a couple of games. Devonta Adam, who's having a ridiculous year has been out two games. I mean, you've got to make it work somehow. And yeah. And the problem is, is Rogers makes it worse work. Carson Wentz just forces everything too much. And that's, that's mm-hmm. his issue as well. And I think now more than ever, it's showing the collegiate level he played at as opposed to being one of these big D one guys and nothing against the FCS guys, but I mean, they're, they're saying that this year's North Dakota state quarterback is top, top three or four quarterback uh, to be drafted. And I'm like, dude, he hasn't even played this year for one. He played one game that was like a exhibition game. <laughs> um, Easton is it Easton stick was after Carson Wentz. Yep. He's a backup somewhere, but he's not like getting any valuable time. He's a third in uh, LA, the Chargers behind. Uh, oh, is he? And then Tyrod Taylor. Okay. So, so Easton Stick. Yeah, nothing. Uh, Carson Wentz is just, uh, there is something different about playing at the FCS level than playing at the big level. I mean, look at Ben DiNucci. He was overwhelmed beyond belief. In, yep. in his one start uh and he played against i believe like the eastern sticks of the world and stuff uh when he was in college so 
those guys have that in common, but I don't, I mean, what is, what is Wentz like six, four, two He's a big dude. And every time he runs the ball, his slide is atrocious. He wears those knee braces. Yeah. Uh, so he probably shouldn't baseball slide with those. Um, but aside from that, he never, he's just starting to learn to slide, I guess, because he would always just like try to drop his shoulder into someone yeah. or hurdle someone or try to stiff arm someone. And I'm like, dude, you're the starting quarterback. Like you can't. And the, the argument I hear every time from not only our friend, Andrew, but uh, any Eagles fan. Oh, but he was the MVP front runner in 2017 before he got hurt. And it's like, what, dude, what? he tried to die. He tried to stretch a play out. Yeah. Dive into the end zone. And I mean, what, what if he slid? They always have next play, you know? One of the biggest traits of a good player, and every once in a while, a bad look, but one of the biggest traits is durability. Yeah. You know, it, you have to be available for your team. You can't be good if you're not available. Yeah. You know, you, the team can't use you if you're sitting on the IR. And yeah. going back to the point you made, like even, even playing at the lower, you know, FBS level, you know, look at mm-hmm. Josh Allen from Wyoming. Um, obviously yeah. we don't know what Jordan Love's going to do. Um, but just, just these guys from smaller schools that just, the speed's different. Yeah. You know, the speed from college to NFL is different, obviously, but yeah. the speed from FBS to FCS is different. I mean, or else these guys wouldn't be in the FCS. You know, you wouldn't have these defense linemen that are probably 270 playing nose yeah. tackle, you know, because they don't have the size. It's, you know, and like you said, I, what's the guy's name? I think Trey Lance is from Trey North Lance. Kansas. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, here we go again, almost, you know, um, Third I think times the charm, man. <laughs> I think outside of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, I think there's no, you know, I think you're almost better off waiting and get a project in the third or fourth round. And you yeah. know, going back to the Philly point, you drafted Jalen Hurts for a reason. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Green Bay. I, I hate the pick still, but you go and you get love for a reason. You go and you get a guy like Hurts for a reason. You have, yeah. you have plans for him, you know? Yeah. So obviously their season's not lost because they're playing in the NFC East, but it's almost time to give Hurts a run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the division they're in uh, is a big deal just because they probably are. St- I think there's a chance that they're probably the number one team mm-hmm. uh, in the East. Uh, I mean, from a statistical standpoint, Wentz doesn't do anything spectacular. Nope. He doesn't. Uh, there's at least, I mean, any starting quarterback in the NFL that's considered a franchise quarterback, you're looking at Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes. Uh, who else am I thinking? I mean, even like the Jared Goffs of the world, mm-hmm. they can all do one thing really well, even if they're mediocre at everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that are, you know, like a starter for a year or two and then, relegate to the bench it's because they don't stand out they don't what does Wentz have that they couldn't go draft this year that they might already have on the bench right well I mean Jalen Jalen Hurts you never know you never know he's got the mobility I mean he we know that and like he's got a cannon on him maybe he's not accurate but I wouldn't argue that Carson Wentz is the most accurate quarterback either And going back to like Jared Goff or like Dak Prescott, who I'd take a million times over Carson Wentz any day of the week and people thought I was crazy for it. But, yeah. you know, even those two, you know, even Matt Stafford, like they can go win you a ball game. Oh, yeah. And they, and they won't usually lose you a ball game. True. 
if if I put Carson Wentz on the field and I know uh, Andrew's going to, you know, be pissed off for saying this, but like if I put Carson <laughs> Wentz on the, on the, on the field, like to me, he isn't going to be the reason why we go and win a ball game. Right. I can see, you know, a guy like Dak going off, winning me a ball game. I can yeah. see obviously Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, them going off and being the sole. Re- I mean, Aaron Rodgers has done it forever because you don't have a defense. He's the reason why he goes and wins you a ball game. I don't see Carson Wentz doing that. He doesn't yeah. scare me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, going back, quarterbacks from from Philly or whatever, the last, like, really threatening quarterback they had that was, like, that scared defenses, I would say it was Michael Vick. Oh, 100%. I don't know. I mean, aside, and Vick was later in his career, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, Kevin Cobb? No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just messing. I'm Kevin messing. Cobb? <laughs> That's I'm another messing. guy that they spent a ton of money on and didn't get any return. I mean, he got like seven concussions in one preseason. Yep. <laughs> um, I think they then shipped him off to Buffalo or something. He came from yeah. Buffalo to Philly. I don't know. Anyway, I think there's got to be uh, – what do you have to lose? Try Jalen Hurts this year. Whatever mm-hmm. Hurts can do, I'm sure – whatever Wentz can do, I'm sure Hurts can do at least moderately. Right. It's not like – I don't know. I just don't think that Wentz is the long-term answer there. If, if again, if you're holding your standard to Donovan McNabb, uh, why, that's not I mean, much of a standard. Why is there standard not like at Randall Cunningham or something? I mean, right. You you've right. had better quarterbacks than Donovan McNabb, but I guess to be fair, Donovan McNabb's like that last like true quarterback that kind of gave him a chance, I guess. Because I mean, he did. Uh, he went to one Super Bowl, I think. Yeah, wow, and gave him, but he went. And took him to a bunch of playoff appearances, but yeah, if 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 but they were regularly like nine and seven with McNabb, like ten yeah. and six, nine and seven. They never did. They ever have like a fifteen in one year? No. I don't think so. If you're if your bar is set at Don McNabb, that's that's your issue. That's you got to fix that before you go after Carson Wentz in, in defense of him. Because if, if that's if that's uh, the bar that's been set by the organization or by the fans, they. Uh, they've set the bar pretty low. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're in a similar boat to, to Chicago. If they keep winning games, they're not going to get a high draft pick. <laughs> um, like, outside of it, Lawrence, outside of Lawrence and Fields, who are you going to get? That's going to be any better than Hertz, you know? Yeah. Um, I have no clue, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's a lot of teams. That's what sucks about being a mediocre team in the NFL. Cause you just get screwed really. Uh, unless you want to give up all your assets to move up in the draft for a guy yeah. that you don't know anything about. And especially yeah. this year. I mean, yeah. the Big Ten's only played two games. Justin Fields could get hurt. Mm-hmm. What happens then? Then Trevor Lawrence is the only sure thing, or vice versa. Trevor Lawrence could get hurt in one of these games, you know, playing against like a a Duke, mm-hmm. you know. You know, just a meaningless game that everyone expects Clemson to win. And if Trevor Lawrence goes and tears an ACL, he's out for a calendar year. Yeah. You know, like you said, it's it, it sucks being a mediocre team, like you said, because you know, look at a team like because it, I mean, if you're if you're in those last four or five picks, you're one piece away from a Super Bowl. We know that. Um, yeah. And if if you're one through five, you're rebuilding, um, and yeah. you don't see any more than one piece, but you can go get somebody that you can hopefully build your franchise around. Uh, even yeah. though they put third last year, you know, Detroit Lions kind of fell in that hole of being just good enough to, you know, 
to not get, you know, they had the third pick last year and got Kuda, but at the same time, they've been, you know, five and 11 for many years. And so the <laughs> number 10th overall pick where you're not going to get a game changer. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough being mediocre. I mean, a lot of teams are mediocre every year that can't go out and I, get a, you know, they're not one piece away. They're five pieces away and they can't get that big, you know, playmaker that's going to push them to the playoffs. Yeah. Like a team like Jacksonville, if they were somehow to win five games this year and go five and 11, they're, done. they're screwed because they, they literally don't have anyone to trade away. There's no trade value on their entire roster. They've already traded in or whatever. Um, they've traded, uh, what's the guy's name? Fowler, right? Dante Fowler. Who do you look at now? Like maybe DJ Chark is going to maybe pull you a fifth rounder. I mean, yeah. I mean, they traded Jalen Ramsey. They've traded, uh, pretty much everybody that had any trade value on their team, man. So I don't think you're going to float Gardner out there and and get much back. You might get a fifth rounder back if, if that. Yeah, so it sucks for these teams that are right in the middle. Um, and I think with Wentz as their quarterback, Philly is going to be consistently an 8-8 eight and eight team or a 9-7 and seven team. And just in the division they're playing in until there's a healthy Dak. Um, and Dak may not even be the long-term answer in Dallas, but until there's some bit of consistency in the NFC East, 9-7 and seven is going to win you the division every single year. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't mean you're, you know, eight and eight. This year, like you said, it might be six and ten that yeah. wins that division. I mean, it's it's wild. So but that's the problem you fall into too, because if if Philly's pushing for the playoffs at seven and nine, they're a million pieces away from being good. Yeah. But they're not going to get so, that that good draft pick because first of all, it's not going to matter on their record. They're going to be dropped all the way to low twenties because they're a playoff team at that point. Right, a home, a, a good, a well-seated playoff team at number four, mm-hmm. and so, like you said, what do they go and do? They can't go get a quarterback. Plus, they already invested a second rounder on Jalen Hurts. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of teams I, that right, right now are just stuck. Them, Chicago, like they're just stuck. Yeah, well, let me ask you this: Would Jalen Hurts not have been there in the third or fourth round? I, I'll go one, <laughs> I'll go one further. I was higher on Jake Fromm than I was on Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And people might, eh, I think Jake Fromm needs someone to develop behind. But yeah, I think Jalen Hurts in the second round was quite the stretch. Yeah. They, I, can't, uh, I can't say too much because we took Jordan Love at 26. So, yeah. <laughs> true. True. Um, you know, okay. Just to, I just got thinking about this because we were, our next topic's going to, this name's going to come up again. But let's just, hypothetically say Mahomes was to get injured mm-hmm. what is Kansas City's backup plan Chad Henney are we serious like what what if any of the major I mean we've seen it with Dak what's what do you do when your franchise guy goes down with a season ender well Russell Wilson who's the backup there is it still Geno Smith I don't know I think it that's, is Geno that's Smith what I'm saying, man like Big Ben goes down I mean, if hey, Josh paid for like four games in college, Geno Smith won the Heisman for his first four games of his senior year. Because yeah. they played. You look at guys like, <laughs> well, look at look at obviously in Dallas. I mean, they were already struggling when with Dak was struggling to win when Dak was in there, and and now they're, you know, I thought Andy Dalton could probably 
hold it for a little bit, but then he's injured and he was already bad. And, you know, I look, I look at my own team. Like if, if Aaron yeah. Rodgers goes down, like Jordan Love hasn't even been active yet. Yeah. So we're looking at Tim Boyle, who in, in college, his career statistics was one touchdown to eight picks. That was it. Who did he play for? I, shoot, man. I, he I went to like. I want to say something like Northwestern. I don't think it was Northwestern, but it was something like that. Like some. I thought he went to like a Big Ten school that was. Yeah, like it might have been Northwestern, the... but he went to like some small, like mid-major. Like I wanted to small... say like Purdue, but it wasn't Purdue, I don't think. Yeah, it was some big school or big conference school, but it was like one of the worst ones. Rutgers. I literally looked and I was like, how did he even become an NFL quarterback? Like he's not bad, but he's not good. He's not going to win you a ball game. I'd rather have no. Brett Humley back, you know, like, oh, I'd, man. Rather that, I'd rather at that point just, just take the reins off and run with Jordan Love. See, at least these teams that have a franchise guy know that, okay, we're not expected to win this year. Like our franchise guy's out for the year, but like a team in the middle, like Trubisky or Foles, you don't have to lose it. You don't have anything to lose. If you put Sloter in there, you don't have anything to lose if Jalen Hurts plays because Carson Wentz breaks his other elbow or knee or whatever. Yep. Not that I'm wishing injury on anybody, but well, like you said, the Eagles. I, the, have, some of those middling teams, it Eagles doesn't have, really matter. <laughs> the Eagles have nothing to lose. Understandable, yeah, they can make the playoffs, but they're not going to go anywhere. Mm-mm. They're terrible. You you run into a team like Tampa Bay with their defense, which I thought Tampa Bay's defense would be terrible, but that's what their strong point this year. They're like the second ranked defense in the league. You run into them, yeah, you're going to really wish Carson Wentz had some more weapons because they're going to do nothing. So why not just take the reins off and, and hope Jalen Hurts just, just takes off? Worst comes to worst, he loses you a ballgame or two. You're still in the running for an NFC East. Put Carson Wentz back in. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, because these teams right in the middle, like Chicago especially, man, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what Minnesota is going to do. <laughs> I don't know what San Francisco is going to do because aside from Jimmy G, those two backups – I don't know, man. They're not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've, they've, they've uh, a guy like- from Southern Miss and a guy from um, Iowa. Yeah. I think they were both undrafted, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. The problem with them, too, is, like, they both shown, shown, like, little signs of being, like, average. But then yeah. they just go back to being so bad. It's just, like, cause I, I, like in the past, I was, like, I was higher on uh, C.J. Bethard than I was Nick Mullins. And I was, like, like – I would actually start this guy, but now looking at Mullen's play, and then I don't think CJ has played this year yet, but it's just like – I don't think so. Like, they're in a situation where they have, like, an average I – don't, I don't even know if I'd call Jimmy G average, but they have, like, an average quarterback, and then they have two, like, could be average, but they're, like, below – like, they're in a weird yeah. situation there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. Let's let's uh, we put a, pretty much every quarterback on the uh, hot seat now. So yeah, yeah. let's flip flip gears here. And uh, our last topic of the night: MVP front runner to this point in the season. Who do you got? Well, it was it was real Wilson to start the year. Um, just got yeah. off on a stupid pace. Uh, been turned the ball over a lot lately. Turned it over four times this weekend. I think that dropped him hard. Um, not to be a homer, but I think it's Rodgers. Uh, yeah. And and people will argue, go back and forth between Rodgers and Mahomes, but just, like, just look. And I think, like, him, like, this is going to sound funny, but I think him, like, appearing on Pat McAfee and just, like, talking about his life and just, like, talking about his career, yeah. like, 
like has just made more people like him and just like made more people want to root for him. And like what he's done this year has just been like just stupid. And I mean, he, in a year that people said he was going to regress, I mean, he's already matched his stats to last year, basically. He's yeah. two touchdowns away from matching his total from last year, and we're halfway in the season. I mean, I think obviously he's got to continue his pace, but I mean, if he finishes his year on the pace he's at, what, 48 touchdowns with four picks, how do you not give it to a guy like that? I mean, unless Mahomes goes 52 touchdowns with three picks, I mean, obviously then you yeah. get Mahomes, but I think Mahomes just set the bar too high to where Rodgers is now exceeding everything people have been putting in place for him. You know, everyone yeah. said he, he's slowing down, you know, 25 touchdowns, three picks might be what's expected out of him. Well, he's already there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and, and one can argue Mahomes has way more targets or weapons. I mean, obviously, uh, yeah. uh, Hill, and then he's got Kelsey and even McCall Hardman, you know, guys like that. He's got, you know, Le'Veon Bell in the backfield now, uh, Edwards Hilaire. I mean, he's got serious weapons. And we're talking about yeah. Roger has – Devontae Adams and then big Bobby Tanyan and, uh, you know, Alan Lazard on the side, you know, I, yeah. know, I feel like it's gotta be Rogers. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think that's a good pick. Honestly, my pick for the Super Bowl is the chiefs and the Packers. I think that'd be a fun Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and those two guys I think are going head to head in the MVP race too. So right now I, I got to give it to Rogers. I mean, he's, he's doing more with less for sure. Um, and it, you know what, I think that's what makes the difference. Um, I think, uh, Mahomes is expected to have these huge numbers. Like people have, have been saying, you know, so when he's just under 400 yards passing three touchdowns or four touchdowns and no, no interceptions, like that's mediocre. You know what I mean? Whereas if Aaron Rodgers is consistently throwing, 380, 390, 400 yards and four touchdowns. Green Bay's, I mean, he's the runaway favorite for MVP. Right. So I think the new, if you will, like when you buy a new car, the new wears off after a while. I think the new has kind of worn off Mahomes. Now they're expecting that. Whereas uh, Rogers is like, all right, like, yeah, he's been good for a long time. Now he's really showing that that contract was worth it. And his $400,000 a day until christmas or whatever is definitely worth it and uh i don't think he was not worth the money before and they're always like 10 and 6 11 and 5 it's crazy like every year of his career they're double digit wins yep um so yeah we'll see because i think that's my super bowl pick too yeah rogers is like that that old like the old car you find in your garage and like you spend this hours like souping it back up and then it's like you're like the hit in town you know like like you said, like Roger or Mahomes is like that, you know, you go buy a new car and then after a while, like the high wears off of it, but yeah. it's still a sick car. Like you still have pride in it, but it, you know, like the, like the hype on it wears down, but then Roger's like that, you know, that old Mustang or something you got in there that's just collecting dust. And then you super back up with everything nice. And like a Chief Packers Super Bowl would be sick. I mean, yeah. you got two guys that already respect each other. You know, they do the mm-hmm. commercials together. Uh, yeah. You know, I just, that would be sick, but I'd be scared as well because our defense sucks. So, uh, but we'll see. I think it's obviously got to either be Steelers or Chiefs on the AFC side. I think there's really no other choice yeah. on that side. Um, I, and I think dating close. back to like the Alex Smith days in Kansas City, Pittsburgh was always Kansas City's Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Pittsburgh was always the team to to eliminate Kansas City from any contention right there at the end of the season if it came down to a game or whatever. So, 
that kind of scares me a little bit, but I think, uh, I think that's all I've got. You got anything else to add? No, man. I'm just excited that we got, you know, I think what last time we talked, it was, did football even start yet? I don't think it started yet. And I don't think so. No, we, we were hoping it was going to stay, stay going. So man, it's just good to have something back, man. It's, yeah. baseball free agency is starting up so nba drafts yeah. about to happen even though i'm not big on nba but it's just another thing we got so it's college football yeah. is back even though it feels weird college football feels yeah. weird this year it does uh, but no man it's just good to have football back ready for packers play the jags this weekend and hopefully beat them by 40 or so okay and y'all are roasting me because they got beat by them you know, so. <laughs> we'll have to uh do this more often uh I, I think i'd like to try like once a month so what would that put us at like week 12 next time we do this week 13 yeah, 12 games in and then we'll get one right before the end of the yeah. season and then maybe around yeah. two would be sick yeah that'd be yeah. cool all right man well yeah thanks for hopping on we'll have andrew on too so we can carry that carson wentz conversation a little further next yeah. time uh, but side argument yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hopefully he uh, recovers from COVID. Hopefully you, you guys stay safe down there. I know Texas is a little bit of a hotbed. Texas, New Mexico, I heard is flaring up a little bit. So yeah, don't, don't do anything crazy. Stay out of, stay out of the COVID wave. <laughs> yes, sir. You as well. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. No problem, man. Like I said, we'll, we'll try to do this like once a month. So. Sounds good. All right, man. Well, yeah. Thanks for uh, checking in and until next time. Appreciate it. All right.